Hello and welcome to my podcast. I'm Brian, the UK Bitcoin Master. It's really great to have you here. Uh, Just a brief explanation before we get into the podcast in earnest. Uh, I've taken the MP3 from my YouTube uh, videos that I've done over the last few years and created them into podcast form. Now, what you'll notice through the podcast is that uh, on my YouTube channel, I clearly refer to articles that I'm showing on the live stream, which of course you're not going to be able to see on this podcast. So do take that as is, but enjoy the podcast nevertheless. Do check out my YouTube channel, ukbitcoinmaster.com. You'll find all the Bitcoin videos I've done to date. And also bitcoininterviews.com is where you'll find all the interviews that I've done with some of the greatest thought leaders in the Bitcoin space since I've been uh, live streaming. Uh, You can also check me out on Twitter, library.tv, BitChute, DTube, Facebook, and Instagram, all at UK Bitcoin Master or forward slash UK Bitcoin Master. Finally, if you enjoy the content, please tweet it out on your Twitter uh, channel so that we can get ears on these podcasts. So thanks for being here. Enjoy the podcast. Hello everyone, it's Brian here, the UK Bitcoin Master, back with another video in my series, Bitcoin for Beginners. Uh, Welcome to the show, and as always, people, have a strong Bitcoin hand. You know the name of the game on this channel, buy your Bitcoin, get it off that exchange, get it onto your Trezor, look after your seed words, and then get on with life, enjoy your family, go to work, mow the lawns, dig the garden, clean the car, whatever you do, don't watch charts because you'll go brain dead. In my opinion, Bitcoin is going in an upward trajectory, but it is not going to make you wealthy tomorrow. So as always, uh, pound the like button, please. Do like this video, share it, subscribe to the channel. Next to the subscribe button, there's that big bell button where you can get notified uh, when I go live um, in the future with any of my videos. Uh, Today is the 17th of October. Uh, 2019, crikey, this year is just absolutely racing by. It's crazy how fast it's going by. so, you know, um, on Twitter, follow me at UK Bitcoin Master, um, BitTube, DTube, no, Steemit, um, Bitbacker.io, all at UK Bitcoin Master. Um, so that's that. Um, preliminaries um, should be popping up onto the screen now. My disclaimer, I don't give financial advice. Don't take anything I say on any of my shows as financial advice, people. They are just my opinion. Do what I did two and a half years ago. Go down the rabbit hole. Do your own research. Only invest what you can afford to lose. Only invest if it feels right for you to invest once you've done your own research. So don't take anything I say on this show as financial advice. Also, check out the two websites that will appear now. Uh, UKBitcoinMaster.com is where you can look at, watch every video I've ever done in the last 18 or so months to date, um, from knowing nothing at all and delivering a 3.49 minute video and then eight minutes and 12 minutes and, you know, just sharing what I'd learned with you all. And you can do that quite quickly 
and get to where I'm at quite quickly if you go down the rabbit hole and do your own research. Um, also, BitcoinInterviews.com. That is where you will find this interview and all the live interviews with some of the leading thought leaders in the Bitcoin uh, space to date. Um, so do check out BitcoinInterviews.com. And finally, and by the way, the squares will come up at the end, so you can click on them anyway and, and go off to those links. And finally, uh, I don't want tips on this show. I don't do the show for financial gain. I do it to share how passionate I am and what I've discovered so far with the world. Um, but if somebody does want to leave a tip, they can leave a lightning tip by using the QR code that's on your screen and also going to uh, you know the Lightning Network website on a browser forward slash UK Bitcoin Master. And if you want to leave a tip, you can. You can leave it in pennies. Um, so that's the preliminaries out the way. And as... I said on Monday, I'm really excited about this particular show. Um, and firstly, if I may, um, you'll see this microphone here. We've got this shared between my guest and myself um, because we are in the same room on the same cruise liner, enjoying the same um, wedding anniversary cruise. And it gives me absolute delight to welcome my guest to the show, Elaine, Mrs. UK Bitcoin Master. Welcome. <laughs> to the show on the sofa with Brian. Thank you, Brian. It's great to have <laughs> you with us. It feels it feels really, really weird to be interviewing uh, my lovely wife. But let me tell you my thoughts behind why I thought I should do this, people, because. I look out at what's going on on Twitter, what's being said on Twitter, you know, about, you know, be an MGTOW and go your own way. And I respect that if somebody's had a, a difficult time in a relationship or a marriage. But, you know, I think it's also very important to open your mind that there are many, many people out there that do have supportive wives, partners, husbands, whatever it is. And I'm very, very fortunate to have my lovely wife, Elaine, as a massive supporter of me, what I do, um, the whole Bitcoin thing that we're involved in. Um, and, and I'm very proud of that. So, you know, um, it's great to be interviewing Elaine. So without further ado, let's get into that live interview and see what comes out. So before we do, pound that like button for Elaine, Mrs. UK Bitcoin Master. So Elaine, it is terrific to have you on the sofa with me today. <laughs> oh, I better be careful what I say there, people, um, to have you join me on the sofa today. Um, and I want to ask you a series of questions, not as a Bitcoiner, uh, because obviously, you know, the guests that I've had before, you know, they've gone down that rabbit hole. They do their own research. They're heavily into social media learning about it. But of course, you know, I want to interview as the wife of a Bitcoiner. So can I just start the interview out by maybe you'd like to tell our audience a little bit about who you are? What sort of things have you done for work in the past? What's your background prior to discovering Bitcoin? Yeah, sure. My my. um background was oh, initially uh, when I first started out I was a computer software support engineer and that was back in the days where computers unfortunately filled an entire room so <laughs> yep. I'm going to give my age away here but you know it took up a whole room and um, and that kind of we'll discuss it later I'm sure you know just in that scenario shows how much technology from computers have advanced yep. and how everything in in the 
in the world advances over a period of time and gets better and better. So, you know, I started off in the computer industry, but then I took a career break to have a family. And I've got three now grown up daughters. And I'm not going to tell you how old they are because that really would tell everyone how old Well, I know how old they are. <laughs> um, but then when I went back into the work uh, field, I had a career change. And now I've, I'm a corporate PA, so a PA to directors, CEOs, that field. I've got my own. Um, so a lot of responsibility then? Yeah, I've got my own virtual PA business. I'm, I'm doing a contract at the moment where I support a number of directors, managers. Um, yeah, so that's my kind of field. More, not saying it's my passion, but it is the industry I've fallen into, um, although it's not my number one love. So Okay, so. I guess that then leads nicely into let's just roll the clock back two and a half years to when you and I were living the dream down in the beautiful sunny Canary Islands and we were going about our daily sunbathing and relaxing and drinking and eating and all of a sudden we get a Skype call from I won't say a friend, he is someone that I'm connected with in business with our other business. So we get that Skype call and Gary is talking with us for, I believe it was about an hour and three quarters. Um, now, before you answer the question, uh, you know, when Gary said to me, what do you know about cryptocurrency? I actually said, what the hell is that? And I felt very, I felt very disorientated because I did not understand what Gary was trying to explain to us. And then he obviously mentioned Bitcoin. But whilst I was disorientated, I was disorientated is the wrong word, isn't it? But um, confused. I didn't understand anything he was saying. Something was making my heart palpitate and I knew I had to get down the rabbit hole and learn all about it. Now, obviously, you and I have talked because we're husband and wife. But from your own perspective, when Gary was telling us about this, I, I, I picked up that you were because you're an analyst, you know, you were saying why a lot. So what was going on for you, honestly, when Gary called us? Well, the first correction was um, you might have been sunbathing. I was actually working on our other business at the time. <laughs> <laughs> you did the sunbathing, but I was uh, I was occupied. And um, I think I overheard you speaking to Gary. I think Gary connected with you. And and then you came and joined us, I Yeah, believe. and I could hear you asking him all these questions. And, and I just think, I, you know, I obviously was intrigued to know what was going on. And I could see... I could see the typical Brian getting excited by something he was listening to. And I'm going to be honest, Miles, thinking like, oh, not again. <laughs> not again, you know, because I've seen this before. We've we've had the, oh, this sounds really good. Like, I'm getting really excited by this. Um, oh, what's this all about? Shall we, shall we? And ended up being scammed out of money. And we've lost money in the past because yeah. you and I are slightly on different pages from the way we see things. And I've... I've had these alarm bells and you said I'm cynical and but I've just got these trigger points and I have to have all the dots uh, on my eyes and ducks in a row and all my T's crossed and and I was just thought oh no here we go again so I remember you saying well you speak to Gary and I just had to <clears> ask him all these questions because everything has had for me had to make sense I didn't want this yeah that just sounds harebrained or that sounds risky or that sounds like it's just a scam 
or somebody like the air, money aeroplanes that people just pass money around or, oh, you're getting rich off of what I'm Ponzi doing. Schemes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, I hadn't actually heard of the word Ponzi scheme at the time, but I remember going away and Googling it and reading all about it and listening, you know, reading about this guy that um, where, where it all kicked off. But I just, it was just that heart-stopping moment. And oh, no, you know, we've we've clawed our way back before. We've worked hard and got it. I just don't want to go down that route again. Um, but I know what you're like. And when you get your teeth into something, you know, apart from throwing you overboard, I'd probably be quite hard hard pushed to stop you. So, so we got to the end of Gary's call. And obviously, straight away, I, I remember I'm off and I'm on YouTube, aren't I? And the first person I came across was, you know, Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister. And I know just thinking, my goodness, this guy's got so much energy, you know, is he trying to fleece me or is he telling the truth? And I was down that rabbit hole. So at the end of the call, how did you feel? I mean, Gary did try to do his utmost. And I remember Gary saying to us, I'm not giving you any financial advice, Brian, you must do your own research. Do you remember him saying that? So at the end of the call, did you feel slightly more comfortable that it, I don't know, how did you feel? Well, he'd answered a lot of questions. I did feel more at ease. And I think for me, I think I just got to that point. I do it with everything in my life. I do everything I come across in my life. And it's just like, what's the worst case scenario if this doesn't work? You know, what is the... And through all the ups and downs we've ever been financially, we've never ended up living in a cardboard box under a bridge. You know, and it's just like, okay, well, maybe a little... Well, maybe we'll dabble a bit, you know, exactly how much spare money have we got. And it's just like, I think I, I got to the point of thinking, as long as we don't compromise our roof over our head and our daily living, then it was like, I didn't really understand it all. You know, I, to this day, I still don't understand everything. Yeah. Um, but I, I was, I felt confident enough with the answers because they were like, technical, sensible Logical, uh, educational answers rather than somebody's just opinion. I think I felt confident that as long as we didn't need the money we were going to put put in, it was worth in quotes the risk. Yeah. But it, and I just thought, you know, I probably wouldn't be able to persuade you out of it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so I just like. I was also you. All, I was already ahead of you thinking, how the hell do I get my first wallet? Where's these exchanges? What do I need to get onto? And I think at the time I I went on to. Tons of exchanges, crikey, just setting up accounts. But, you know, ultimately, yeah, we did get some Bitcoin. So, honestly, Elaine, you know, I've, I've been, we've been two and a half years in Bitcoin. Tell our audience what it's like living with a Bitcoin nut like me, because I really am nuts about Bitcoin, aren't I? You know, I mean, the, there's a fun answer I want from you, but, you know, a serious answer as well. Okay, so we've um, we've been together what? Nine, 18 years, 19 years? No, not that. No, about 17 oh, to 18 it? Okay. years. Yeah. Just yeah. felt like a lifetime. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, the one thing I found is that if you're happy, I'm happy. <laughs> you know, there's nothing better than having a happy guy in your arm. And and for me, yes, some days it is like being the Bitcoin widow. You know, I come I come in the door of an evening, not seen you all day. You've you've been stuck at home all day and I come in, no, nope, can't talk to you now, I'm in the middle of this Bitcoin thing. Yeah, I can't do this, I'm prepping for my show, I'm just listening to Adam. No, nope, can't, I can't talk to you now, I'm listening to Adam Meister. I'm no, going I'm to bed to listen to Adam. Yeah, I'm, I'm waking to up to listen to Adam. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it's like, and just think, do you know what, if it makes you happy, I'm happy. And to see, actually, since you've, 
found Bitcoin, you have become a new guy, you know, and you've got this energy and passion. Sometimes you could divert some of it towards me, maybe. <laughs> a bit <more> energy. <laughs> but, Be careful, because some of the negative people out there saying that's where it all starts. You know, who no. was it? Was it Rocky? Was it someone said, first you find Bitcoin, then you go down the rabbit hole, something like then you get divorced or whatever it is. I mean, yeah, you know. it's, not, it's not just that, you know, it's just like sometimes it would be nice. Maybe sometimes to talk about something other than Bitcoin, <laughs> you know. Sorry, people. <laughs> you know, because sometimes it's like this. You know, if I said to you, "Can I discuss what colour dress I want to buy or the colour of the eyeshadow?" You'd be going, "Oh, I'm not interested in that," but I have to listen t- intently to your Bitcoin. But it makes you happy, so I'm happy, and also it gives me space to do my things. You know, I'm trying to learn my Spanish. I'm trying to do my photography and I've got other interests. I, I love, I'm, I'm a homemaker. I love, you know, being in the kitchen and making home. So it gives me that space. And sometimes I, I want to switch off. So if you're switched off and you've got your headphones on all evening, then it allows me to switch off and do what I want. So I, I don't actually begrudge you, you doing it. And, and, you know, now and again, I get taken out for dinner just as a, I get my hour with my man. <laughs> That's enough. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Pound that like button for Elaine, <laughs> Mrs. UK Bitcoin Master, who wants me to give her a little bit more attention. <laughs> okay, so, you know, we'll have a balance. I mean, we don't want too much attention, all right, you know. Okay, so, sorry, people, I've got some notes here because I want to make sure that I don't miss out um, anything that I want to ask Elaine. So, you know my thoughts and passion for where I believe that Bitcoin is going, but maybe you could tell our viewers honestly how you feel about Bitcoin and what you're hoping it will give you. Now, they say that when you set goals, you know, as a, as a, as a couple, we've, we've all got different things that drive us in life. Some people are materialistic, some people aren't. Um, I know where Bitcoin, I believe in my heart where Bitcoin's going to go and what it's going to give us and our families. But honestly, honestly, you know, tell our viewers, where do you feel it's going? With what you've learned, you've been listening to Adam Meister with me sometimes when you're in the other room and I've got him on so loud or whoever it is I'm watching, Rocky Palumbo, whoever. Um, what are your views? We're two and a half years down this rabbit hole now. We are not just a couple of weeks. You know, how many Meister videos have I watched? Every single one, every single day. You know, the other videos I've been on, the guests I've been on, Adam shows, etc. So you must have subliminally learned a fair bit. Um, where, where do you, how do you see Bitcoin going in the future? What do you think it's going to give you? And maybe let's say your girls. I know they're my stepgirls as well. But, you know, wh- how, what do you see Bitcoin giving you in your side of the family? From, okay. So, um, um, well, you know, freedom, I think, you know, str- well, it comes to mind for me because you don't need to work for anybody else anymore if you I'm don't want not, to. As you know, I'm not materialistic. I've only brought a few pairs of shoes with me on the cruise. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm not into things and I'm not really into stuff. Okay, yeah, I try and I like to dress nice, have nice shoes, but I'm not a big materialistic person. And the great thing with being married to you is I'll get all that anyway because you want the big house and the car, <laughs> so I get it anyway. So, yeah. but for me, it's never been about the massive houses and I just supercars. Yeah, it hasn't. Yeah, sure, I like a nice car. Sure, I like a nice house, but it's not what drives me. And I just, for me, it's all about, it's, for me, it's always been about other people. 
Um, and I've always had a passion. I've had a passion for homeless, but I'm not quite sure how to get into helping. How them. helping the homeless? Yeah. Um, but for me also, I've I've got this vision about helping the deprived children. Yeah. Maybe in England, in the UK, I'd like to do that because a lot of people help overseas. But I know there's a lot of deprived, poverty situated families in the UK where the kids don't actually get to eat anything, you know, and just maybe set up some food station so that every child after after school can go and have a meal or something and just have enough money to say, do you know what, this is going to be my centre and this is what I'm going to do. I'm more of that person. I'm, I, I've got boundaries on that. I, I'm not into giving, helping maybe people that can help themselves. Yeah. But I do want to help. By getting into the Bitcoin overlay, yeah, help yeah, themselves. Yeah, I, I do want to help those, like, the ones that are, you know, they're there through circumstances and it's not their fault, you know, and the kids that stuff. So I'm more that, that kind of person. So, okay. A, a materialistic Which is great, person. but, you know, they say, I don't know if it's right, charity starts at home, but put your home in order first. That's great, but, you know think about your your girls you know as they move through their lives is there something where the success of bitcoin could maybe help you to help them give them a lift up that type of thing yeah absolutely um all my children all my three girls have got their own issues yeah and so yeah to say do you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna get your flat or i'm gonna I'm going to pay your rent or I'm going to pay your mortgage or I'm going to so that you can have less stress in your lives yeah. and have that but I, I don't want to say to them like hey here's all this money and just so they stop appreciating and they stop appreciating they stop working for it they stop valuing it because I think the biggest issue is people a lot of children now just get given everything <clears> and they have no value or concept of what money is so uh, yeah sure absolutely um but I never want them to to that point thinking, well, I don't need to make an effort or get out of bed today or tidy my house today because mum will sort it. I don't ever want them to be like that. I want them to appreciate, you know, having and having not. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, I will help my children. But I believe... So you're a true big, giver then. But I believe Bitcoin is going to be bigger than giving my, you know, setting each of my children up in a, I know, in a flat or a house or something. If I thought Bitcoin was only ever going to be about, oh, here's 250 grand, I'll get you this house, which is quite a cheap house in the UK. If I thought that was all it would be, then, yeah, sure, I would be disappointed. Because for me, I'm hoping Bitcoin is going to be monstrous so that I can go out and really make a difference. Make a big difference in your community. So it'd be like pocket change, getting them something. Do you know what I mean? So... so, so um it's very difficult to quantify that but do you with what you've learned so far do you feel that could happen with what you've heard what you've you know listened to when i've been on other people's shows when they've had some of the the thought leaders in bitcoin saying that you know it, with you know you know i always use tim draper the venture capitalist from america a billionaire you know saying you know without doubt he's on beating his drum that Bit, you know bitcoin will be a quarter of a million you know by about 2023 or something i mean now obviously depending on 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 how much one has accumulated that can have a monstrous impact on someone a family etc so what you're saying is you feel it could do that more than that could help you really really make a difference is that yeah what? i do i mean i 
I do believe that Bitcoin, as all these guys are saying, is going to be monstrous. Yeah. I do. It's hard sometimes to connect the wires together and... Understand how. I really understand it, but also really believe it. You kind of hopefully believe it, you know, because unless you've had something, it's like, you know, a school friend or somebody, you go, oh, I can't ever imagine that. I can't ever imagine them having children. Yep. And then once they've got children, you can't ever imagine them not having children. So it's just like, whilst I believe Bitcoin's going to be big, because we've never had this massive Bitcoin, part of me can't quite see it. Yep, yep. Um, and I then, of course, and it's like, you know, when mobile phones first came out, and, and the young viewers or the younger viewers won't appreciate this, you know, but my daughter was, my first daughter, I think she was only about two or three. Um, and I remember my husband came, my first husband this was, came home with this mobile phone and we had to put it on the bottom of the pushchair to take it out with us because it was huge. <laughs> you know, it was like this size. He did work for IBM people. <laughs> but it was massive it was just like you had to get a trailer to take it around we just couldn't have carried it and now you see everyone's got one yeah everyone's got one okay so they're going back up bigger and bigger but they went really tiny and and i suppose and it's like the computers they used to fill the room or a building and now they're getting small you know you wear them on your wrists it's, and who would have believed, you know, we'd have all had a computer in our phone? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and you had the old worry, worry, you know, computer, and it took three hours just to connect to the internet. With that horrible squealing noise. <laughs> so, for me, I think when I look at those items, it installs belief in me that Bitcoin will migrate the same way because we're in this infancy. Because I think the biggest thing that scares me at the moment is the accessibility to Bitcoin. Yeah. So I'm just kind of thinking, you know, I understand. What, just how does the ordinary common man understand and get into it? Yeah, I mean... Because it's very clunky right now. Yeah, some people, you know, my okay, so my parents are in their 80s and are okay with texts and Facebook and all these things. They've kind of got with it, but there's still a lot of things they wouldn't know how to do. And um, you've mentioned it before, that... Some people don't even know how to send a text on a phone. so Or even read them. <laughs> I'm thinking, gosh, how does the ordinary man actually um, access and use this Bitcoin? Because it actually still scares me. And especially after you, um, you know, you've looked at Pastor Phil's um, issue, which you will um, yeah, touch some, on yeah, later. Yeah, absolutely. A really clever guy that missed one thing and lost all that and I was just thinking I'm too scared to touch it but I'm hoping to see that in the next few years that it will the technology will progress that it will be a bit like when we pay by a debit or credit card we don't see what goes on behind the scene we just make the payment and they deal with it and it's done and you're saying the the on-ramp to get into it the, the the off-ramp to be able to move it and sell it or use it you, you feel will become easier over time. Yeah, it's got to, because otherwise, surely most people won't be able to use it. Most people, but, if it doesn't progress that way, it, ha but, it surely has to get easier for ordinary Well, obviously, I mean, if you take how clunky the internet was and how it is today, yeah. um, but, you know, there, there's also an argument, remember, that 
you know, Adam Meister always says the 20 percenters or the 80 percenters and the 80 percenters will probably go off and use some kind of stable coin that the government have made or you know, some kind of blockchain coin or something. I mean, you know, so for me, I, I believe that, it, it, yes, most ordinary people will take the simplest route ever to get into it, but won't ever understand halvings, scarcity, immutability and all those types of things. So I think that will always be like that. Uh, but I also believe, and I think this is really important for our viewers, um, that most people don't go down the rabbit hole like I have, and Elaine's been dragged with me because obviously we live together. Um, and they, you know, I never went down the rabbit hole of the internet, you know, servers and ITPs, whatever they're called. I don't even understand it today. I just, I just wanted to know how to use the internet easily and that's what we've got today and i personally think that as time evolves the, it will become easier and it will become simpler but i still think most people will never get it and will never understand the scarcity asset aspect of bitcoin you know and get into it like we have but yeah another but story they may not need to we i you know do we go out there and go, hey, where does this money come from? Or it came from the Bank of England, or have they just printed it? Do they have to? Nobody, and most people don't are, don't want to know how money no, you're evolved. Right. Yeah. They just want to know that when they go into they the shop it? to buy their burger, yeah. that, that they can swap some cents or pennies for that burger. They don't need to know where how it evolved, where it came from. People won't need to know necessarily where bitcoin came from all they need to know is that gosh this commodity is going to help me um improve my life yeah pay for my new car so and that that's with a lot of things you know when you uh nutrition a lot of people you know for example as an example don't need to know the ins and outs of how it's made and where it come from they just need to know that it's, it's going to help them feel better so mm. and it's the same with bitcoin because that is where a lot of people they want to stay at their level and for the bitcoin serious people there's nothing wrong with understanding all the mining and the, the intricacies of it. that's what makes um makes it different so brilliant so now you know that and we discussed this earlier in the interview that I'm terrible for jumping into things and we've lost money in the past. And, you know, I suppose I've got to put my hand up and say that, you know, if I hadn't been so bullish on going into certain schemes and scams that they turned out to be, as we both know, um, you know, if it wasn't me being so bullish, you know, you were more the analytic, analytical, the analyst, you will step back and say, why or should we really? Um, so, you know, I've gone into those and ended out losing us money. But I sometimes feel um, if you don't take a risk, you don't know. Yeah. And sometimes you take a risk and you quickly find out. <laughs> yeah. But so the question I want to ask you is... Do you have any worry? Is there anything inside you that says, I'm worried that Bitcoin is going to be another one of those failed ventures for my husband and I? Or do you feel something different going on that maybe you can't quantify? Um, I, I don't feel that it's going to be one of those things like all the others. And I think... It's twofold. One is because I've seen enough 
intelligent people in the Bitcoin space to think this is legit. Yeah. You know, before they were more one-on-one people or, you know, maybe a handful of people against us. But here you've got across the world real educated, know-what-they're-doing people who kind of put a different spin on it. My worry, if I had one worry, it would be because it is so legit, so powerful, it would be the governments that try and take it away from us because they'll scheme and scam because that's what governments are about. Yeah. You know, you know, I don't follow politics because I don't follow liars and I just can't get my head around politics at all. Don't believe a word of it. But it's the governments and the politicians who will feel threatened by the power of Bitcoin or cryptocurrencies that will find a way to... Or try to find a way to stop it, yeah. That, so that was one side of it. But the other side of it is I've always had an inner core and inner belief that things will work out. So even if this went belly up, I still won't be in that cardboard box under the bridge. I, because we're always get back up and go again kind of people we've always picked ourselves up yeah not saying it's easy it jolly well isn't easy it's tough but we've always done it yeah um oh, i might have a few friends at my sleeve who could put a roof over our head <laughs> <laughs> on my head anyway but no so i've got this belief so it doesn't matter we will be okay um no matter what path you know and um yeah, so no, but I do. So, have. do you feel that Bitcoin is different to anything else we've done before in terms of the possibilities? Oh, absolutely, absolutely, um, and yeah, based because of what I've just said, yeah. you know, but it's it's pin underpinned kind of by intelligent people. Um, question some of their tel- intelligence sometimes, or what angles they're coming from. But, um, but when you see, like, different. I mean, I, I watch anti Anthony Pompliano. He's always on CNBC, you know, batting Bitcoin's corner. You know, you've got the likes of Peter Schiff, the gold bug, always wants to trounce it, and Warren Buffett, you know, saying this rat poison squared and all that sort of thing. Of course, they and, do because they feel threatened by. It. Well, I was just going to say, you know, for me, I, I don't know what it is. Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps they're not wrong in their own mind, but they see business as legitimate traditional business but my challenge is going forward how many millennials how many youngsters you know are going to want to get in traditional business when they can get into cryptography bitcoin cryptocurrency the industries that i feel are going to be spawned off the back of cryptocurrencies you know industries like you know computing power you know and um chips and mining and everything else i think i think cryptocurrency if i can use that term is going to spawn a whole bunch of industries and i just can't see the newer generations you know the ones that are going to carry our torch when we're old and decrepit you know i I can't see them wanting to get into traditional business i can't see you know a 25 year old wanting to own a bar of gold and then trying to cut the corner off to get it through an airport security you know whereas bitcoin you know, streamlines it, makes it simple, makes it easy to be able to help somebody in a country like Venezuela, you know, or India where hyperinflation's going on. So with all that said, 
you know, I personally feel that Bitcoin's got a, a monster future, you know, and I just, I know you and I have bantered around when we've been in around the house and doing stuff, but I think it was really important in an interview setting to really get your heartfelt, you know, opinion on where you feel it's going, what your worries and concerns are, and you've done that, so really awesome. Okay, so knowing what you know today, how do you feel, and I may have asked this, but let's just cover it again for any noobs watching this in the future. You know, this is October the 17th, 2019. If you're watching this in 2025, you know, give us a good old thumbs up if we were right, if I was right as to where Bitcoin's going. But how do you see the Bitcoin landscape looking in, say, five or 10 years from now? Now, bearing in mind, Elaine, in the late 1990s, computers were clunky. Um, I watched a video recently, an old square, no, there's no widescreen video, it's an old square, almost black and white it looked, video where they was, you know, it's a television program and they said, whoa, we're going to try and send an email. Let's see what happens. And they had a camera in this person's home and it was like, I'm just about to press send now. Oh, it's coming. You know, that type of thing. So 25 years has been massive massive in in computing so what could you know bear in mind bitcoin is built on the top of the internet what do you think could happen in five to ten years where do you think we could be in five to ten years from now in bitcoin and you've got to keep in mind of course you know how fast has the last 10 years gone by? Sadly, I lost my dad, you know, in June 2010. And June next year, he's been gone a decade and it's gone in a heartbeat, people. So with that in mind, where do you expect, how do you expect the landscape to look in 10 years from now around Bitcoin? It's a hard question to ask, you know, a Bitcoin wife, because I'm the one that's gone down the rabbit hole. I'm the one that's done loads and loads and loads of research. I've watched more videos than I care to remember. And you haven't, of course, but you've been alongside me through all of it. You've supported me through all of it. You know, so you must have picked up something. So five or ten years out, which is a long time, what do you think it might look like? It, it is a difficult question to answer because... If you're passionate about something, so you've got the people behind Bitcoin, the ones that are passionate about it, and but we can't necessarily control the outside forces, which are also human-led. Yeah. So, you know, our idiot prime minister and the next idiot prime minister could, in a you know, in six months' time, just go, do you know what, we're going to go and nuke this country and do this, or we're going to have a war with this country. And, you know, they are, you know, when you've got these crazy politicians or banks saying, oh, I don't want this, these people with these strong opinions can actually ruin what could, in five, ten years with Bitcoin, be a really good thing. So it's very difficult to predict because everyone ticks differently, everyone ticks at different paces. So what we what we want as Bitcoiners and what we can see would evolve with these different halvings is one thing. What outside forces decide to do is a, you can't quantify that, so you can't really, I don't think, predict. But what I would like to see, I would like to see it obviously grow massively in value so the ones that are holding it can actually do some good with it 
I'd hate to see. Do you hear that, people? Do some good with it. Give back. Well, I'd hate to pay see it forward. people use it just to fuel their own, you know, um, ego. I don't see the point of that because we've got enough already with, you know, our current currencies. We've got enough egos going around it as it is. I'd love to see Bitcoin grow so that we can actually get a better planet. But, you know, it's just opinion. At the moment, I don't actually feel that technology is necessarily going the right way when you look at the new generation who can't even walk along the street without having their head stuck in a phone while they're texting. So losing the art of conversation. Yeah, people can't talk to each other anymore, you know? And so whilst the advance of technology is good, a lot of it is actually becoming quite negative. You know, the great technology, you know, when, for example, it's no good for us because we're in the middle of the ocean, so we haven't got technology here. But... People like Adam Meister who can drop from one country to the next country to the next and still be able to communicate with his community, Bitcoin community, that thing, that is good. But a lot of technology is not necessarily good. So it's really difficult because you've got loads of different things all coming into the pot. So the pros and cons again. Yeah, so of course I'd love to see Bitcoin grow um, financially. I can't say where I think it's going to be in five to ten years, but I hope it's where we all hope it's going to be, or think it's going to be. Don't you think she's brought me <laughs> down to earth, people, with a, you know, a common sense approach to it all? But, you know, the fact remains, you know, obviously this is an interview with Elaine, my wife, but, you know, the fact remains that, you know, we all feel, well, I certainly do, that, you know, no matter what governments do, no matter how they try to stop it, it's like a, a, a juggernaut or a, a runaway train that you can't stop because, you know, there isn't a, a figurehead where a government can arrest him or her. There aren't any offices. They can't close it down because Bitcoin is millions and millions and millions of computers around the world that, you know, are supporting the network and keeping the network strong. So, you know, it is great to interview Elaine and get, you know, a female perspective or Elaine or a Bitcoin a wife's perspective but I think really important to to get that when you understand the technologies behind Bitcoin you know yes of course it can fail but you know there's a pretty high chance that it's not going to and it's going to gather momentum and it's going to keep uh, moving forward. Um, Can I just also say though that um, with the technology that is the bit that scares me the most because my worry is that the bigger Bitcoin grows and the more wealth people accumulate. With the advance in technology, the more hacking chances we're going to have. Oh, definitely. And the more attacks. <laughs> and that's scary. So if I was to lose a hundred pounds today, it wouldn't it would yeah, it would be annoying, but I wouldn't be crying for days over it. Yeah. With the advance of technology when your Bitcoin grows and if you've got like ten million in the bank and I lost that because of hackers, life-changing spies. You know, because somebody was explaining to me the other day, they've got you know about the drones that are now look like flies, and you know the drones in your room. It looks like a fly, but it's actually a you know um, a spy camera. spy yeah. camera. And you just think, gosh, you know, everywhere I turn, is someone going to be getting my Bitcoin? 
And Stan said the other week, you know, you know, if you walked out in his uh, in a Bitcoin T-shirt in Mexico, you get kidnapped. And he's just like, that's the bit that scares me the most: my security, my safety. Yeah. The more you accumulate, so that's. Well, that's a really valid point as well, and I, and uh, I'm glad you said that because you know the one thing for me where I'm at now is I'm sort of trying to go down the rabbit hole of privacy and make it more private. You know, um, do the right thing with the coins, etc. And that's that to me today is almost like where I was with Bitcoin, like two and a half years ago it's like doing my head in with all like schnorr signatures and you know coin it's not washing I know Rocky will kill me if I say the word washing but (laughs) coin joining I believe is the right word and I'm trying to get my head around that and people I know you're watching this channel maybe you're watching it in the future but I'm just a regular guy and I don't understand the technology you know the TA the, the, the technical analysis I don't understand charts I don't make price predictions I'm just sort of sharing what I've learned to try and inspire people to take a chance and get a bit of Bitcoin because it might just be the best thing you've ever done but I am with you that you know there are going to be layers upon top of layers upon top of layers before we get this how we really want to get it um, in interest of time we need to start pulling the show together it's been fantastic um, so Elaine to sort of pull it together um, what advice would you give to newbies entering the space and buying or thinking of buying crypto um, well we had a conversation with a friend of ours the other day who'd uh um, what was it? He said, "Don't talk to me about Bitcoin. I've lost loads of money," because he'd actually bought into a Bitcoin scam. Was it six? So um, yeah, like a trading scheme type thing. Yeah, yeah, and it kind of re-emphasizes that message again. If you're going to get into cryptos, do the research. Really research what you're going to be doing. Don't invest the money that you can't afford to waste, which is why I felt comfortable you were going off on to something else because I knew we had had this agreement that it wouldn't be something uh, that we, we, you know, money we relied on. And it's just like, if you've you've got money to invest, so you've, you're going to spend the same amount, you know, do you go buy the... Tell you what, talk to the camera over there. Do you buy the two-seater bicycle or do you go and buy the Aston Martin or the Mercedes because you've got the money to buy both so why go for the one that's going to be harder to to work it's going to take you longer to get there because you're on the bicycle why do you go for the Aston Martin because you know it's the same value but you're going to get there quicker and it's the top of the range so it's almost like if you're going to invest your money it's always like get the best you know which is before hmm let me think it probably would have to be bitcoin (laughs) the bitcoin so it's like buy bitcoin but for goodness sake why would you want to put yourself through the stress of trading why would you want to trade just hold it to see it as an investment yeah because we hold and and relax and get on with life don't we yeah i don't wake up every morning going oh i can't i can't eat today i can't go out today i can't go to the supermarket i've run out of milk but i've got to watch the 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 charts because i've got to trade because if i pop to the toilet right now or or to get milk you know i could have lost two thousand pounds and i've got no time with the children because i've got to go trade it's like bye hold get on with your life and then come back in a few months time you know try and remember your seed words and then you go 
<laughs> okay, okay. Well, look, we are at the end of the show. It's been an absolute delight. I know you're my wife, and we'll probably gig about this when we're off camera, but it's been absolutely fantastic, and I've loved doing it. So, clo closing off, any closing thoughts? I mean, obviously, you're not on social media like Twitter and etc. like I am, you've got a YouTube channel, you always log in and watch and support my videos. Um, so there's nowhere people can go off and find Elaine, but any, any, any closing thoughts, remarks, anything you want to tell our audience before we pull it all together and close? I think we covered probably most of it. I don't know if I have, but um, yeah, I, no, I Go just, down the rabbit hole. Yeah, just go down the rabbit hole. And if you're a Bitcoin wife, you know, just, just have a bit of respect for these guys for what they're trying to achieve because I just think um, I just think you know they're onto something good oh my lord did you hear what she just said have a bit of respect for these guys I love it <laughs> Elaine thank you so yeah, much for joining us um, guys let me just wrap the show up by saying whatever you do um, head over to the show sponsors justlearnbitcoin.com um, where they will advise and help anything to do with Bitcoin um, trading there's courses over there they've got merchandise over there um, it is worth checking them out um, on the justlearnbitcoin.com uh, website there is also a button where you can head over as Elaine mentioned and support Pastor Phil uh, with his cause after losing all of his Bitcoin and, and I would encourage you all to do that because you know it's been a real tough time for Phil, somebody that really knows Bitcoin inside out, understands Trezors and made one tiny error and lost all of his Bitcoin for his family's future. If you can afford to donate a tiny bit of Bitcoin, um, be Rhodium or Litecoin, then do that as well. Um, I do believe Dan from Justler and Bitcoin mentioned that there is... I think a 15% discount through October and I think the discount code is TREAT, capital letters T-R-E-A-T 15. Um, again, um, just learn Bitcoin, anything to do with wallet setup and backup, long-term storage solutions, including end-of-life planning. I think Rocky was telling me the other day they now have, you can even get a vanity, a vanity address built as well. They deal with coin splitting, um, coins sent to the wrong um, addresses. They've just got it all over there at justlearnbitcoin.com. So do head over and check that out. Have a look at what's going on with the Pastor Phil cause. But all that leaves me to do is, is to say once again, Elaine, thank you, thank you for being my guest on the Bitcoin interview today, okay. uh, interview show today. I've absolutely loved it. It's been a blast. We now need to go and get on and enjoy the rest of our cruise. I can feel a little bit of food coming on. Um, I will catch you all on Monday with my regular show we'll be back on terra firma then um, as always please like it share it subscribe to the channel bash the bell button so you get notified the one thing i would really ask you all to do if you've got a twitter account pick up the link to this video and go and share that on on a tweet and just say if you enjoyed it go and check this video out it's an absolute blast it's one not to be missed that i would really really appreciate that uh, do click on the squares that are going to come up somewhere once i've edited it and got it up um, but that is it for today's show people um, have a great bitcoin day evening wherever you are uh, signing off from uh, myself brian the uk bitcoin master and mrs uk bitcoin master we're out of here people take care until monday bye for now <laughs>